morning, everyone. Uh, for those of uh, who I've never, who I've not met yet, uh, my name is Ruan. I'm one of the the leaders here, and uh, I usually preach a little bit longer. And I've been looking at ways how I can preach shorter. So what we did this morning is they're just giving me less time uh, before we end. So that's one way how we can uh, do that. Um, this might be a, a, a bit of a strange comment, but just a, a question. Um, is there anyone here that maybe in, uh, in times past, when you think of God or spend time with God, you've had a picture of someone cooking in the kitchen? Anybody like that? That you just had a, a moment where you were thinking of God and you had a picture of someone cooking in the kitchen? Any person like that? Okay. Well, then uh, we'll let that one go. Um, different ways to break the ice. Uh, that's one way to make everyone think what is going on here. But um, I, um, those of you who don't know, um, is that Ina and I have been here now two years. And uh, pretty much two years ago, the last week of January, I think at that stage, we had kind of like the official handover between Mike and myself. Um, on the eldership team, we've got Mike Davies, who's on his way back from England. Uh, we've got, uh, and he led uh, the, the team, the eldership team before me, and then Ivan, uh, was, uh, Ivan at the back, he led before Mike. And um, not many of you know this, but they each, we, we kind of have this two-year leadership kind of uh, tenor, can we call it like that? So uh, every lead elder would have two years, and then it's handover time or so. And many of you know, recently we had a time away as elders, and uh, just before that time, uh, Ina and myself had, uh, had a chat with um, Andrew Selly, his wife, Kim and Lorene, that also spends kind of overseas us. And we had a chat, and the question came up, so do you feel um, you want to go to another church, maybe, um, you know, go lead there, help there? Because Joshin has got a number of congregations, and there's really a need everywhere. Um, and so it's for us, uh, we've got to make the announcement um, that we just had to say, there's no way that we can... Uh, <laughs> There's no, had you there for a moment, huh? <laughs> um, and, uh, but I, I want to mention this because I want you to know that um, for us as elders, for me in particularly, um, it's, God has called us here, okay? There's, there's one aspect we've been asked, uh, Andrew and a number of directing elders felt that on their heart, um, uh, but more than that, Jesus also said, we are convinced of that. And so even when I'm presented with the choice, there's just no way. Uh, we really do love you guys, but beyond that is the call and the walking with Jesus. And if I'm told to go by my superiors, we will we'll do that uh, sub, in, with submissive hearts. But as, as long as we have a choice in what we believe God is saying, it is here. Uh, so we're breaking through the, 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 he's the two-year barrier, like a sound barrier. <laughs> and at times it has felt like... <laughs> but I'm saying this because at the end I want you to also ask the Lord, as I end uh, this morning, um, where has God called you? Uh, you can't ride on my faith. You can't walk by my faith. You've got to walk by the faith that comes with the calling of Jesus. And as much as I have a role to lead the eldership team here, each elder has a role to lead uh, part of the church here. Each one of us, irrespective of your function in the church, maybe you're a community leader or you're in the, in the band or a next-gen helper or, or you're just a faithful uh, husband, wife here, you're walking, you're in the congregation, you're goddess, you've got to walk it out by faith. 
that Jesus has called you. Because like any family, there will come a time, like my boys would at some times tell me, but that one's family is way nicer than ours. They get to do this, that, and the other. And you'll have that. Or your brother offends you so much that you really want to, um, want to silence his voice, her voice. You want to do things, and we go through life, that, but that is not the determining factor of where we are and what we do. It is the call of God. And so, um, uh, Stuart this morning just came and you know, just reminded us again that, you know, that last week God spoke to us about walking with Him. Can I have Jesus from Malkbos again? We had uh, Jesus from Malkbos here. And, uh, and, and the picture of that we walk with Jesus. And so we are aware of His presence all the way. And so when we have time with people and we speak, we, we might not, you know, kind of, thus is the Lord and, you know, just make room for Jesus is sitting here like an imaginary friend or so. But we are aware of His heart, what He's whispering. We are, we are trying to, to, to be aware of, what Jesus might be saying to the person that we are speaking with. What is His heart? And I hope that even in this week, as you spend time with colleagues, with your spouse, your children, with, with, with people in the community or so, that you are anticipating not just your own thoughts to come, but to hear Jesus' thoughts. To, to sit and as they speak and as they share their heart, you're wondering, what, what is Jesus saying about her, him, them? And walking with. And in some way, even I hope that you have been in some ways limited by Jesus. In the sense of you would want to go certain places, but you know this would not be good for your relationship with God. This would grieve Him. Or in some places you would be liberated to do things for Jesus. Because even though your personality is maybe more introverted or more extroverted and you feel God wants you to be quiet now, you submit your extroverted personality and you listen. Or you overcome your introverted personality and you talk and you say what is on God's heart because of walking with Jesus in Malkbos. Okay, and thanks, uh, Vincent. So Jesus in Malkbos is not a separate Jesus. Uh, what, uh, what I want us to know is that Jesus is in Malkbos, he's in Sunningdale, he's everywhere and he wants us to walk with Him. He is with us all. The question is, are we with Him? He came to declare that in a word, a living word, made flesh. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And He called us to walk with Him. And so this morning, I, I just feel that we need to, to continue in it. Some of the things at the gathering that, that was preached, it was so lovely to hear some of the stories. And I, I hope you are, even in a greater sense, maybe you're walking, you, you love your relationship with God. And you, I, I'm hoping that you're called into a greater intimacy, into more, into closer sense of God's presence. Because if we want to please God, we need to walk with Him. So we want to look at a guy called Enoch. Got this picture up again of a little boy and his father walking. And we oftentimes see in children how they imitate their parents. And so they start walking like them or doing things like them. And Enoch was a man that walked with him. Can I ask you that we connect the dot with this morning? There was, this, there was a, uh, an encouragement, a word that came about the lame man sitting at the gate and he's looking at Peter and John and says, Hey, can you help me? Give me some money. I'm in need. I can't get my own food or so. I need something to help me. And what God wanted to do was not just to give him money. He wanted to restore his walk. And so they gave him what could restore his walk of life, Jesus. And in a physical way, he stepped up. It was a miracle. But I hope the message that you're getting is that God wants your walk. He wants, to, wants you to walk with him, and he wants to restore that for us. So Enoch, we jump in. Um, oh, before we get there, some of you... Um, might be signed up on the Right Now Media. 
And just as kind of as an add-on, I want to encourage you, there's a, a Hearing God series. Um, this is a, um, a, a platform that there's just so many teachings and some really good stuff. So I want to encourage you, if in the week, if you've got time or so, Dallas Willard has got a, a, a series on Hearing God, which I think will really help um, you in, in terms of a conversational relationship. It will take you deeper in Jesus. I guarantee you that. If you listen to that and just hear God has done in and through them. All right, so that's just on the sideline. But let's get into the life of Enoch. And we get to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 in the Bible is what they kind of call the faith heroes of the Bible. These are the, the main max. This is the, this is the hall of fame of the Bible that everyone looks up to. It's like, oh man, we wish we had faith like them. Uh, these are guys that had faith way bigger than a mustard seed, apparently. So we want to have, but Jesus said, even if it's as small as a mustard seed. The issue is not the faith, can I say, that the issue is the one you believe in. It's not the size of your faith that will determine what God does. It is just the fact that you believe in Him. So to some of you, I want to say, quit just trying to have as, as big or as small as a mustard seed. Just believe God. Whatever shape, form of that, just believe Him. And you will see how He will work. It's not the size of the faith that moves the mountain. It's the size of God. Maybe the God you believe in. So we get to Hebrews uh, 11. And it says, by faith Enoch was taken up. Just before this, it speaks about um, you know, a few uh, guys of how faith came. And by faith we believe and understood that the, uh, the earth was created by God's word. And here he goes and he says, by faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. So kind of nestled together with this Enoch character, because we don't know that much of him, is that this is how you please God, by faith. How does faith look like? You believe that God is, and you believe that God will reward you when you seek Him out and you seek the things of God, He will reward. All right? Now, let's go back because we're going to look in, in Genesis, but what you need to know in Hebrews 11, there are 21 by faith kind of statements. By faith, Abel did this. By faith, Enoch did this. By faith, Abraham did this. By faith, and it goes on and on and on. Every time, faith has an action that follows. Faith is kind of the first step, and then it goes, we do something when we have faith. It's always connected to faith is something we do because we believe. All right? 21 times by faith is, is, is mentioned. 20 of those times, there's a verb to it. By faith, they did it. One time... Enoch, we have, by faith, he just pleased God. He walked with him and he pleased God. There's not a specific obedient action kind of. It's, it's a little bit, I mean, Brendan was saying, you know, the Bible is very specific. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not so specific. We just see he pleased God, he had faith, and he walked with God. So let's quickly look at Genesis. Genesis 5, you're going to find out about Enoch. It says, when Jared had lived 162 years, these guys lived a long time, you'll see. Uh, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch 800 years. Some of you are thinking, I'm so glad I don't have my dad in my life for 800 years. Unfortunately, but some of you, we wish you had that. Year, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah. 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Wow, 
300 years walking with God on earth. What an, I mean, I sometimes wonder, were the days shorter? Well, how did it, but just imagine the experience that they had, the wisdom that came, or should have come at least. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. All right, so one year for every day of the year. Enoch walked with God, it says again, and he was not, for God took him. Now, scholars have speculated, how did that look like? Like in the movies? Like how, what, what did it look like? We, we don't exactly know. What we do know is he was, he was not. Na die geboorte van Methuselah, en het jy nog 300 jaar in een nieuwe verhouding met God gelewe. Afrikaans het sê, is in a close relationship with God. Hy het ook aan haar seens en dochters gehad, hy het altijd saam 365 jaar gelewe, hy het sy lewe lang na by God gelewe. Toe het hy verdwijn. <laughs> Want God het om weggeneem. <laughs> Come on, who said the Bible is boring? <laughs> I want you to take note. Enoch, because you need to know that Enoch was a guy just like you and me. Enoch had a dad and a mom. You might not know them, but you had one. Had a dad and a mom. Enoch had brothers and sisters. Maybe there are some of you that did not have that. But he had brothers and sisters. Enoch had a spouse. Maybe some of you don't have a spouse yet. Might never have. But he had a spouse and then he also had children. Enoch was a guy just like you and me. He had life. He had family life. He had children. He had, he, he had an ordinary life. And he walked with God. Something that made it's a little bit less ordinary. He walked with God. This person that was so ordinary, this person that was so average, that had the same kind of setup like you and me to some degree, he walked with God. And what this hall of fame in Hebrews 11 wants to kind of announce to you and me is that, hey, Jean-Jacques, you can please God. Hey, Dickie, you can please God. Hey, David, you can please God. You can please God. Cindy, you can please God because you have a dad and a mom. You had sisters or brothers. You have a spouse, maybe. You have a life. And you can walk with God by faith. It's amazing when we think of that. How are you known? Are you known as somebody that walks with God? Enoch is for the everyday person. Enoch kind of walked with God and he had to find out and I have uh, Jesus of Malchus again. We need to get him a t-shirt, eh? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Enoch was the guy that needed to go and study. And he walked with God. Lord, where do you want me to study? What do you want me to study? Enoch was so normal when he had to find a wife. Lord, who do you want me to marry? Enoch is the guy that gives us permission to say, uh, Lord, I need to... Um, stay somewhere. Where do you want me to stay? He's walking. He's, uh, I, I'm, uh, we're thinking of starting a family. God, uh, how many children should we have? Um, he is the one that, oh, this guy is just, he's stolen money from me. Should I take him to, to court or not? Um, uh, Enoch is the one that kind of gives you and me he did all those things, and he had to walk with God through every. He's the one that, by look, he he lived what three hundred sixty-five years. Let's be honest. Probably by, okay, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Year seven, probably had to say, Jesus, how do we get through this dry patch in our marriage? 
He didn't know. And Jesus says, well, buddy, there are 352 years. Well, <laughs> I don't know how many years. <laughs> there are many more years. You better get through this. Now, I mean, Enoch went through all those seasons, midlife crisis. When do you go through a midlife crisis? Year 150 or things. Well, how do I get through this? How do I do this? Where do I go? What do I do? Enoch is the one that shows us that everyone is to walk with God through every season of the soul, every situation, every relationship. He reveals a God who is intricately involved in all of my life. Should I go to Australia or Canada or New Zealand or not? Should I stay in Malthus? Should I, what do I do, God? And God is the one that comes and wants us to walk with Him even in that. Walking with God has kind of got two sides to it. It's so nice you know, uh, I'm working towards it. I, I did not make a New Year's resolution on that. But on Saturday mornings, I'm fortunate enough to live quite close to the beach. I sit on my porch and I just sip a bit of coffee. And I look at, I don't know how many people it is now, but they jog. <laughs> and then they come back. And I think how nice it is to drink coffee and not jog. <laughs> See, <laughs> there's a mission. They are going somewhere. Now, what I also see is oftentimes couples just strolling down the beach. Many of you get the opportunity to do that. You just stroll. Walking with God has got kind of like a, just enjoying the company of the person. It's got quiet moments where you just enjoy the ocean or so. You just enjoy the scenery. You don't necessarily speak, and then you speak. And sometimes, you know, the beach is the only place where you can be alone and sort out things. But you are enjoying one another's company, and it's kind of like a, not a pressured place of getting to know the person, just being with them. Some call it wasting time together, but you are walking together. God wants that for you and me. He wants to be in your strolling moments where you look at your children. Yes, man, this week I just had these two told in a, this, this was a, a nice day for me. I had this morning, we're sitting, our boys go to, uh, our two older boys go to school a little bit earlier than my youngest one. And so I use kind of that time to just read a little bit of a Bible story, pray with them, just chat and be with them. This morning he just kind of wanted to sit with me. And we're on the, the porch again. And at some stage, we're looking at one another. He's got some little uh, playing thing or so. And we look at one another. And usually, when I look at my boys, I would go, I'd wink at them or, you know, make a little face or so. And I'm not even thinking of that, but I look at him, and all of a sudden, he goes, oh. And I think, you know, just a moment of reflection. And I, I immediately, I think, wow, Lord. How do you oftentimes feel that without you asking me to reflect your nature, I do, uh, what happens to your heart? Because, yeah, I did not ask for a wink. I did not ask him to, you know, you know say something nice to please me. He just reflected. You know, and then he goes off and he does a bunch of other stuff I would never do. But, you know... <laughs> But we have that moment. And then my, my, my middle son, uh, he comes uh, the time and says, Dad, Dad, Dad. And I gave him a little bit of Snoopy Geld. And so he comes back and he bought, he didn't use all of the Snoopy Geld for himself. He bought me a little JC, what's it, the popsicle, for me and him to enjoy together. I thought, oh. <laughs> but moments like that where God just wants to be in the everyday life and we reflect Him. We, we have that. And we enjoy His company. And He enjoys our company. He's not demanding something from you. He's not commanding you something. You are just together. You are with Him. Ah, oh, man. His, his heart loves that. I want to tell you. And then there are mission together. I tried to think of a good example of this. Please forgive me. The best example I have at this stage. It's got high heels in it. Look, my wife, has, she was born with high heels. 
guys, walking fast. You, you just cannot do it even in Nikes or New Balance, whatever. She can walk you a mall and high hills. So there's a mission when we go to the mall. I am not the leader at that stage. Come, come, come. Come, come, come. That's all I hear. Come, come, come. I've learned the art of spending time with Jesus as I go on. Uh, she's, yeah, what do you see? What do you, and she doesn't need to buy it even. She just wants to fit it, see it. Come, come, come. And I'm like, yes, how do you get it? Other times she's so slow. You just don't want it. But now, yeah, there's a mission. We walk together. I can't not. But when, when Jesus has us on a mission, he wants, He's got specific things for us to do. Maybe somebody you need to encourage today. Maybe a ministry. Maybe something you're involved with. And you're walking with them on a mission. And you're clearly experiencing him saying, Kom, kom, kom. In a nice way. But kom, kom, kom. I am walking ahead and you are following me. Isn't it interesting that this walking theme kind of echoes throughout the Bible? Jesus comes and he does not just call people to just be with him. He does that. But he's, 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 he calls the disciples and he says, come, follow me. Walk with me. This is how you will please me. And surely he had moments of just chatting about stuff as they're going between Nazareth and Bethlehem. It's quite a distance. And, or going from this place to that place. And they're walking. Some of you are asking God for more space. In, in some way, you actually feel God wants you to make room for Him. This morning as we were in the, in the prayer meeting, this one example of Peter walking on the water comes up. It dawns on me that the boat was too small in some sense. It was confined. And Jesus calls Peter out into a wide open space. But between Jesus and the confined space is water. And what does he do? Peter says, if you say I should come, if you ask me to come, I'll come. Peter did not walk on water. He walked on the word of God. And for some of us, God is calling us into more spacious place in, in your life. Uh, maybe you need to, you know, in, in your experience of God, maybe workplace, whatever. I tell you, it's going to be outside of the boat. It's going to be out. You're going to have to have faith. You're going to have to have a word to step out. And then walk with God. We know Peter drowned a little bit at some stage. He lost faith. But have you ever thought how they came back into the boat? The Bible doesn't say exactly. What makes sense to me is they walked back on the water. But we can leave that up for speculation. So, as we finish, I've got an acronym. I'm not so big on the acronyms, but hey, this morning to help us remember got an acronym. The acronym is to year God. So year, H-E-A-R. We want to hear because if we want to walk with God, we've got to hear Him. We've got to get the Word of God. Sometimes the Word comes in various ways, but we have to have the, if you read throughout the Bible, the prophets and so, they would say God spoke to them, but they, they saw a picture. John, on the Isle of Patmos, when he had when he got the book of Revelation, he wrote that down. It says, I saw the word of the Lord. So the word of God can be seen. And how, kind of how I explain that in my heart is, I have an impression, I see with my heart, but I hear him. I know the, this morning, Hannes was saying, I see a picture of us laying hands on one another's shoulders and praying. He responds to that because it's, it, it, it invites him. It's like a calling. Go do that. And so God would speak to us, and we've got to hear Him. And so let's run through this to help us hear God. So the first one is to be humble. If you want to hear God, you've got to be humble. All right? Now, for some of us, we've got extroverted personalities, and we talk a lot, and some people actually think of you as quite arrogant. Now, I want to say, usually it's not that. I mean, it, it can be, but it's not, the fact that you talk a lot doesn't mean that you're arrogant. 
The fact that you don't listen to God, that makes you arrogant. Okay, that we're not yielding to God. Or we, can't, we can't give another person space to speak. And we just think it's all about us. That can make you arrogant or prideful. And so if we want to hear God, we've got to have a position of humility. Humility always has a picture of lowliness. A picture of, hey, I want to hear. I want to I listen. I want to I receive. I'm not going to come and tell you what to do. I want you to tell me. Or I want you to give input into my. So how do we do that? Is we need to say, I want to give you very practical. Is trust the scriptures of God. Submit. We need to submit our lives to the scripture of God. The word, as we say, the inspired words of God. The Holy Spirit speaks through the Bible. He gives, in a sense, the general word of God, what God's will is. And we see through the scripture, some of it is quite outright. Don't lie or don't gossip or don't uh, divorce. Or, you know, there's certain things that are quite outright. And then there's ways how the scriptures speak that we can see, hey, God wants us to be loving or God wants us to, you know, the way, the examples that we see in the Scriptures. But if we don't humble ourselves and say, Lord, Your will, Your Word, not my will or my Word, we're not going to hear God. There are times that God kind of speaks like, not just general, but specific. And it's not necessarily the best way, but it has worked at times. I think God kind of, as we seek Him, He sometimes uses it when we, when we ask Him, Lord, sh- gives me, give me a scripture. I don't know if this is the will of God or not. And you have like a jumping verse. You know what a jumping verse is? It's like a verse. It's not really in context, but it says exactly what you need to go do. Now, that's not your first and only way how you make decisions and so, but it, it's included in it. I, I experienced an attraction to Ina. And I felt, yes, here's a lady that, and I even had other people say, I think Ina could be my wife. I said, Lord, you've got to come and speak to me in a way that it, it comes and witnesses with my heart. And God gave me three specific portions that I did not know it stood there. Just had the scripture references pop up in my mind, and I went there. Now, if at that stage there was a scripture reference that says, and uh, Judas went and hanged himself. I would have known, okay, maybe I'm hearing wrong. Because it doesn't fit in with the general will of God. You understand? So we take the general will of God. These are the kind of wide parameters. And sometimes God works outside of our understanding of the Scripture. But He's not going to walk outside of the Scripture in us. Okay? So general and specific. Then there's a witness, a sense, a prophetic experience. How God comes and speaks to you, He speaks into your heart. I mean, he's, the Bible says He makes His home in us when, when we believe in Him. He leads us by His Spirit. If we want to hear God, we need to be open to when somebody speaks to us about something and there's a witness in your heart. I don't know how else to say there's, an, there's a yes in your heart. Now, can I say this, that... Initially, when we first asked to come to Malkos, nothing about it. We did not know everyone here. But our first thing was no. <laughs> because we were too comfortable. We were not listening to the witness. And as I had a two, about a week or so, I prayed, the witness became stronger that it is the will of God. And I had a few things pop up and see so as I prayed, I said, Lord, I want to do your will, not my will. We want to, we want to be where you want us, not where, where we want ourselves, or what we think would be best for our children's future, or what I think would be best for this, that. I mean, I even thought it would be best for the church there if I stay. But if I raise myself up, if I allow those thoughts to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, the will of God, I cannot follow him. And so we need to humble. Prophetic experiences. Maybe there's dreams, a word, but they come and confirm there's a witness in your heart. Just because somebody gives you a prophetic word doesn't mean you have to do it. 
You are walking with God. You've got to take responsibility of walking with God. And you take that and say, Lord, is this you? And I will walk with this. Because sometimes God speaks to you through others because you couldn't hear Him on your own. But still the responsibility is with each one of us to walk by faith, not the other person. Amen? People, godly counsel, if you want to make a decision, if you want to walk with God, if you're on a mission with God, get godly counsel, get brothers and sisters to pray with you. People who will not just say, well, I think this, that, and the other, but who are walking with God and will give you what they sense God is saying, what they know the word of the, uh, uh, the scriptures are saying. They can give you perspective and help you walk with the Lord. I put there in even a professional. I'm not a professional um, accountant. Now, I can have a dream where I see what you're doing with your finances that, that, that's that in the other, or what you're doing with, uh, you know, at, at the job. I can have a prophetic insight, and I can, can give you that. But I can't really give you, like, tried and tested counsel and perspective on that. That you need to go to a professional for. And we oftentimes ask, so... You can take that in and say, what would be the best way to invest my money? Or to, should I buy a house now? Or should I, should I move in career? I've, I've, I believe God has called me to be this, that, and the other in career. What should I do? And as elders, I do want to say this. We are here to help you walk with God. Not to make successful decisions in the worldly eyes. And so when we ask you to ask for perspective and so, it is not so that we can give you a bunch of legal advice and all of that. Although some of us do have some of that. The primary aim is to help you walk by faith and not in presumption, not out of time, not in sin, all of that. We are to help present you to God as somebody that walks by faith. Because when Jesus comes back, what is he looking for? Have you heard that scripture? If I come back, will I find faith? Faith in Him and a faithful walking with Him. Then there's timing. If we want to hear God right, we've got to hear the timing. And some of you are sitting with dreams, with ministries, with, I mean, you, you just, you fall. And the timing is not yet. Or maybe the timing is now. And we've got to ask God and Trust Him to reveal the timing so that we will hear. I've got certain prophetic words. I don't know. They're still waiting. They're still, there's stuff happening in 412 or so. It's not the time. We've got to hear Him in that. And then lastly, circumstances. It's highly subjective. But hey, we've got to hear God. We sometimes hear Him in our circumstances. We sometimes see, hey, things are, you know, things are not working out or it is working out. But I'm saying this last because sometimes something that's not working out doesn't mean that it's wrong. You that are, that's bringing right order in your household and disciplining your child in the way that God wants and him reacting in an ungodly, demonic way does not mean that you're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> As long as you just, you just don't start acting in a demonic way. No. <laughs> so we look at our circumstances. We look at what God is doing. Where is He opening doors? Where is he, what is He doing? Where is He closing doors? What is it indicating? And we walk by faith. All right. We're going to go quick through these. Expect. We need to expect. You need to believe that God wants to speak to you, man. It's your God-given right as a child of God. And even if you're not a child of God, God still wants to speak to you. He wants us to hear. Expect that God wants to. Ask, and he will, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door. Ask for the answers. We have got to engage with God. And if you don't know what to do, keep on looking. Keep on waiting upon Him. Keep on seeking. Don't just give up and say, well, maybe God doesn't want to say anything about it. Keep on putting it before the Lord. A, H-E-A, apply it. 
be obedient. The Bible says if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, if you humble yourself and if you are looking and searching, you're expecting, that means there's a willingness. Now, be obedient. Apply it and you'll eat the fruit of the land. We don't just ask for things, we also ask how. Enoch didn't just ask for a bunch of things. Should I do this? Should I do this? No. But how do I do what God wants me to do? There are some of us here in the congregation that are sitting with, uh, you've got legal situations that you need to handle. You've got cancer that you need to uh, work with in, in the household. You've got financial, you've got ch- uh, children's issues and so forth. And sometimes God gives you an instruction. You need to X, Y, Z. And sometimes we just ask, Lord, are you going to heal or not? Are you going to give me a breakthrough or not? I want to ask you to ask God, Lord, how do you want me to handle this? Instead of just asking for the way out or not. It's a very shallow form of relating with someone if I just ask, are you going to do this or not? Are you going to do this or not? That's not intimate. It might start there, but I want to tell you, God wants to walk with you. And no normal relationship consists of, are you going to do it or not? Are you going to do it or not? What are you saying in this, Lord? How do you want me to respond to this, Lord? Should I do this? And and you can, we walk with God. And the last one, after you've applied it, after you've obeyed God, you return. We walk with Him. Especially on the mission, he says, go and do this. And I mean, we know he walks with us, actually. But as we do something, as we obey God, it doesn't end there. Okay, I've done it now. Let me go. Almost like some of our children needing to do chores. You know, as long as they just quickly made their bed, then they want to do their own thing. No, you don't get to do your own thing because that's a bad thing. The best thing is to do God's thing. That's when you get most alive. That's when you feel most yourself that is your place. It's with God. It says, return. Be with Him. Return like a lover. Ah, those of you, you're married now. You're asking, Lord, Lord, how do we get through this dry patch or so? But I just want to remind you. when You, you couldn't wait to get back to that. Okay, well, now it's, it was love letters. Now it's WhatsApps. Voice notes, maybe. You listen to that voice note over and over. You, you check that WhatsApp over and over. I'm privileged that I've got parents that still love one another. And every now and again, we've got a family WhatsApp group. But every now and again, because of the technology, uh, the, the lack of techno savviness, my dad or my mom would post something to one another on the on the group, and it's usually quite funny and sweet, and you know, I think, oh Lord, thank you that they still love one another, it's like, like they, they're just guying with one another and playing with that playfulness, they're returning to one another, their hearts are coming back to one another, and oftentimes throughout the day, you get busy with work and so forth, but if you have a moment, where does your heart return to, to the worry? Or to God? What do you love most? Worrying or God? Because that's where your heart will return to. And God says, hey, make room in your heart for me. Let's walk together. And then like a servant. Hey, we are His servants. We come and say, Lord, I've done what I believe I should. What do you want me? No, He just wants me to be with Him. Just wants, like a servant. Jesus was called the servant. He came to serve us, the servant of the Lord. Now we get the chance to serve Him, to hear Him, to be with Him, to walk with Him. Paul reveals this and he says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. 
and who gave his life for me. Throughout the last few weeks, we've been speaking how God loves us. This is why we die to self. This is why we are alive to God. Because we live for the one who loved us and who gave himself. He took the first step. He first came to walk with you. Came to walk with you. Are you aware of it? And when we become born again, when we are alive to him, we are aware that he's walking with us. We are aware of his presence. And it doesn't just happen. We've got to cultivate that. Three fives is just a way to help you with that. But you would see as you spend time with him, you would become aware of God's presence. You would walk with him. You would hear him. And I want to call for you that you be humble. You expect God. That you apply what he says. And that you return to him. Keep on returning to him. Here in Malkos. Here in this congregation. Here in your family. Here with your spouse, with your children, with your family. Here in this community. Will you walk with God? Because I want to tell you, God is looking for people that would walk with him. I've made that choice. Really, I'm a, we, in some ways, I kind of want to say I'm a prisoner to that hope of God. I, somebody asked me the other day, if, if, he, if you didn't have to, if you weren't, didn't get a salary from the church, what would you do? Now, I have to be honest, it was at the end of the year, and there were a few things that frustrated me. I felt, oh, I didn't get this, that. I asked, what would you do? I can't go away. I've, I've been gripped by the word of God. I've been. And I'm an ordinary guy. Trying to walk with God. I want to ask you, would you walk with him? Would you be one that says, Lord, I've been called here. Because you need the same faith as I do. It's my choice, and you've got a choice to respond to God. It might be, maybe you're a visitor here, that you have not heard the call of God that you have to be part of this church. That's all right. I don't want you to do anything that God does not call you to do. But if He's called you to be part here, if He's called you to be in this community, if He's called you, you've got to respond. You've got to hear Him and walk with Him. Take the responsibility, the ability to respond and say, yes, Lord. So I want to ask for you. And I know sometimes we ask, but I, I want you to, to have a moment. And we take a moment, a two-year sound barrier. Because for some of you, you're actually expecting something. It's like, ah, oh, here we go again. I want to tell you, God loves you. God wants to put us together. Not indefinitely. There's seasons. God's going to send some of us. But for the time that we are together, let's walk with God. Amen? And if God has called you to walk with Him here, can I ask you to stand? Stand with me. Stand with us, the elders here. And we say, Lord, we... And if not, I know this might even feel slightly pressured. Don't. If you don't feel, that's all right. See, we're called. So let's, let's, let's lock arms and let's, let's find God together. And let's say, Lord, I want to walk with you. Yeah. And if you're not sure, I want to ask you, ask God. Where you need to walk with Him. And yes, you can visit at times another church or so, but the community where you need to walk, the people that you need to walk with, walk with them. Because you will please God. Uh, do you know that you can, at the end of the day, you can pray and you can have a sense in your heart that you please God if you walk by faith? You don't have to walk with a, a sense of that you're always displeasing to God. Oh, man, who wants a dad like that? 
I never get to please you. You don't know how to? No, He has given you a way to please Him. Believe it. And I know that, uh, let me just pray for you. Father, we just pray for each one here. I want to thank you that you've called me here, Lord. Thank you for every single person, even those that maybe now are not part of the church or so and sitting, but thank you that you've called us to this community, this, this milk boss for the time such as this. We want to each be able to say, Lord, just like Jesus, for times such as this I have come. Without any arrogance, Lord, but because we have heard you. Now, Father, I want to pray that you would fill their hearts with your dreams. That you would fill each one's heart here with purpose, with destiny. Lord, with a sense of what your will is. Lord, uh, breathe on some of the dreams again. I pray, Lord, that you would come in some of the areas where people are really just seeking you. Would you come and answer, Lord? Would you come and show, Lord? Would you come and help them walk with you, God? And bless them. And I do also want to ask, if you were not walking with God, this is not an issue that you need to be here, but you were not walking with Jesus, and you just want to return to Him today. Maybe give your life to Jesus for the first time, or recommit your life. Could you put up your hand? I just want to briefly pray with you. If you want to just recommit, say, Lord, I want to walk with you. I've been walking on my own ways. I want to walk with you. Ah, Lord. I'll thank you for that, God. See, here we are, Lord. In some sense, a motley bunch, but living sacrifices. And I just thank you for every single person here, Lord. That you bless them, God. Blessed is he who is by the side of God, walking with you. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen.